Welcome back to the Hot Mess to Awesomeness podcast, a show all about inspiring smart, busy women to put their happiness at the top of their to-do list. Join your host and life coach, Dion Thompson, as she chats with amazing women who have figured out how to make their happiness a priority, and more importantly, what it's really like to go from hot mess to awesomeness. And now, on with the show. Welcome everyone to the Hot Mess to Awesomeness podcast. I am your host and life coach, Dion Thompson. And today I am here with my friend CJ and we are having like a synergistic, energizing, brilliant Zoom experience. <laughs> really, really, really excited about this. Uh, we have actually been chatting for a fair bit since before we hit record. Sorry, you missed some gold nuggets. Maybe we'll bring them back. Maybe we won't. And that's okay. It has been, uh, it's been a great day up until this point, And I'm super excited for um, our conversation. And uh, we, <laughs> we actually chatted a couple of weeks ago. And again, just this nice, beautiful, like drop in energetically. I absolutely love connecting with people who are very, very in tune and attuned. And it just gives me this, this sense of peace and calm. And, and that's definitely what I feel with CJ. So I'm hoping that you get a little bit of that listening to this episode today. Um, we have been acquaintances, colleagues, friends for a few years now, meeting at different uh, networking connections, groups, uh, communities, and, and to find out, oh, you know this person, oh, you know this person, the whole small world thing has been, um, th that's been humorous for me. And I'm, I was extra excited when we reconnected in um, one of Kim Short's gatherings. And Kim Short is um, one of my other guests who I absolutely love. Um, and you had said a few things that really, really kind of lit a spark in me. And I knew I'm like, I, I need to connect more deeply with this amazing woman. And so I'm, again, a little extra excited to have you on the podcast today. So thank you so much for coming, CJ. My absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. Mm. So for those of you who have not met CJ and or have not connected with her in a, a number of ways like I have. Um, so Chloe Jean, CJ is a believer in human potential. Her life purpose is to support women in the discovery of their highest selves, helping you to live your best life. Her gift is that she sees your highest potential when you can't. Kind of love me some visionaries, just going to say. Okay. Um, having walked her own journey of enlightenment and empowerment, she shares that with you and with CJ as your guide, she will help you unlock doors to finding your truth, your passion, your inner peace, and your best life. Yes please. Thank you. Oh my goodness. And I can say, um, I have not had the pleasure of being your client. However, I have had the pleasure of being on the other end of your brilliance. And um, I'm looking forward to more opportunities to learn from you and, and to hear what you see. So thank you again for being here today. <laughs> oh, my pleasure. It's not my, I don't refer to the people I connect with as my clients, mm. I feel that I have a calling mm. and I'm answering that calling. And ever since I was little, especially working in corporate world, um, I saw things very, very, very differently and tapped into that human potential that we all have. And it's, 
didn't listen to it then. <laughs> took me a while, took a few hits on the head. Um, but now following that, it is so aligned with who I am that there is just such an inner peace that that brings that it's not a business, it's not clients, it's humanity, it's people, and it's a calling. Mm. That's beautiful. And I, uh, I had not looked at my own business in that way, but I really feel um, a connection to what you'd said about that alignment and that inner peace. And um, in my before times life, if you had shared that with me, I would have been like, you're fucking batshit. Like, yep. I don't know what you're talking about. That's not how life works. Blah, 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 bullshit, bullshit. Anyway, I, I'm, I have a, a much stronger sense of that possibility or potential. And now um, I see that everywhere and see it in people. So I love that how you... Um, said that that was it's just about humanity and it's about your life and it's about your calling and um and whether I think whether someone feels that their work is spiritual or heart-centered work you can still have that feeling that sense um in in anything that you lean into and feel aligned with and that's really what this podcast has kind of been about about finding those spaces where you feel lit up, where you feel pure and whole and, and on purpose um, without it feeling like forcing or the, the sort of social convention of work, right? Like this idea that work is hard. And so in order for you to earn, it has to be hard because that's work and blah, blah, blah. Um, and so I love how you've reframed that experience for yourself and, and it's brilliant. Awesome. Now let's talk about the reality though. Let's talk. And what I mean by that is let's go all the way back to your before times life when that was not, oh, I have to. yes, that's been the podcast is called hot mess to awesomeness. So we're going to go all the way back. <laughs> yeah. So take us back to a time. Cause I know life is not about one hot mess moment that they're, constant and consistent. Um, but take us back to a time when this was not your knowing and um, you were kind of fumbling through the discomfort of being misaligned and what transpired for you. And then we can talk about what you did about that aha moment. Interesting. What's come to me is a vision of kind of a bunch of stairs going up and different levels. And, you know, I think in my misalignment, I was aligned at the time because that's what I needed to experience and that's what I needed to go through. Um, so very early on in my life, I had this wonderful ability to lead and connect with people. So I was 26 year old. Uh, I was CFO of a major corporation. I climbed the corporate ladder extremely quickly and extremely easily. It was like a piece of cake for me. And I got to the top so early that it was so boring. I had kind of gotten to that top of the mountain, so to speak. And yes, it came with a whole bunch of stress. 
it came with a whole bunch of drive within me about looking to the outside for that validation. And I was getting it, yet there was no fulfillment. And I was going through this stage of really being bored and hearing these phrases that my parents would tell me like, oh, you know, you live, you work, you die. It's like, oh, that's exciting. Mm. <laughs> and obviously a belief that I was had at a young age, obviously followed, you know, like you need this big job, you need this, you need the money, you need all of this kind of stuff. Well, I had all of that. And it really proved to me that that was not what was going to fulfill me. Um, I had the 2.2 kids, I had the white picket fence, I had everything that you would ask for. And it was an easy, easy climb. And it was easy from uh, I got there without any effort. But the other side of the coin is it brought so much suffering and so much internal turmoil um, that it really wasn't where I wanted to be. And when I got to that stage, I started asking the question, there's got to be more than this gerbil wheel of life that is going on. There's got to be more because I was extremely young, having hit all the social norms about what you should do and where you should grow. And it was like, this is just not feeling right. I don't feel good. I had different illnesses starting to come up. I had really a, a lack of self-worth. Um, yet everyone around me was like, girl, you got it all. I was like, uh, okay, so you say. Mm -hmm. um, but there was such a void. It was so big. And that led me to ask the question, is there more to life than this? That question alone opened doors everywhere for me. Um, my life changed significantly. And at the time, it was so traumatic. And it was like my whole world was crumbling. Um, at the time, I was becoming very visual with, I've always been a visual person. Um, one of the eases with which I moved through things is I had a photographic memory, so I could just kind of work through things very easily. And I had this vision that kept coming to me, and it was the phoenix rising from the ashes. And it's like, what the heck is going on with me? Like, I was so blown away, and it was like, what is this? And I struggled with what I was giving up and what. I was being led to go find. And ultimately with a lot of resistance, a lot of kicking and screaming, a lot of crying, a lot of misery and pain, um, I sold my business, I quit. I no longer was in the corporate world and didn't know what I was gonna do. And that sense of lost that came with that or the idea of needing to let go of all of this and just trust was quite insurmountable for me um went through a lot of depression went through so much turmoil and then when I let go 
because you have with me what I found was I just like kick and scream till the other till I'm like okay I can't do it anymore and then I surrender and then wow synchronicity just became more evident to me it was there before I can see exactly why I did what I did at certain places and why I needed to go through what I needed to go through. Great from hindsight. Um, but I see all of that. And the synchronicity that is started to open up when I started to just align with myself and say yes to things that I was like, certain elements would present themselves without a doubt. It was like, yes, I'm doing that. It's like, I don't know how I'm going to pay for that. I don't know how I'm going to coordinate that. But yes, I'm doing it. And that intuition, that connection to my higher self, which is just another element of us sitting up there with this wonderful blueprint that if we would just trust that, we would be like home free. Mm -hmm. um, when I started to connect to that, oh, what an incredible transformation. So that led me to where I am today, doing soul therapy, working with people and really being able to see their potential and guiding them out of the doldrums, the stuck. Um, and one of the big fears I had, and this is very interesting because being in the corporate world, being head of a company, confrontation was my biggest stress. Like I was a people pleaser. So being put into that position, I had to learn a lot and I had to learn how discombobulated I was when I was in confrontation. And it led me to understand my own boundaries, my own worth, where I needed to be. And I would always have this very diplomatic way in business of kind of making things happen and like shifting things and working with people. Now, I tell you straight out. <laughs> it's like, I see it, I tell you. And there's no sugarcoating it because our words, the integrity of your word has so much to do with your own vibration and how how you live in the world absolutely so I have I'm glad that you brought up about um that element of confrontation because along with myself and I'm going to hazard I guess a high percentage of the listeners people pleasing is something we're very familiar with yep and um so one of the things that sort of popped up as you were speaking about making those decisions to release this, I'm going to call it the good on paper stuff um, or the good girl checklist that you had been um, working diligently at. And uh, one of the things that come up, came up for me and I know comes up for, for clients and, and people that I know is like the environments that we find ourselves in are all operating at a certain vibrational level, which is why we're in it as well. And, and why it can feel really challenging to disconnect um, because we're so entrained at that level, at that vibration. And often what people will experience after they started to work through their own shit and going, okay, I'm making decisions. I'm listening to myself and all of, and all of a sudden you're just bombarded with the, 
the people around you, their resistance. So the, in how, my question is how, um, or what did it look like or feel like for you in that experience of you are starting to harness your own knowing and really connect with your own intuition and then needing to confront or move through past beyond or all drag along the people around you. You know, I'm thinking of partners, children, parents, the people in our lives who we don't usually quickly eject from our lives. Um, and so tell me about what those relations were like and how you maneuvered through to get to the place where you're like, I'm just going to tell you how it is here in my head and I'm not going to sugarcoat shit. So there, there's a, there's a long, there, there's a distance there between those two points. So walk me that path. I actually mapped out a process of kind of that evolution um, because I recognized, especially with my corporate background and my accounting background, we go through processes. So here's the process. Um, for me, it started with a wonderful, beautiful lady who was actually my psychologist at the time because I was going through a whole bunch of stuff. She said one thing to me that created so much anger in me that it was like, I'm not going to see you again. And we were chatting one day and she said to me, you take things very personally. I was ready to storm out at that moment. And it was, I'm sure there was smoke coming out of my ears going, what the heck? It's my life. What is, how am I not taking this personally? This is like, this is all about me. It's me. It's my life. How can I not take it personally? And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, like she just doesn't get it. And those words were the best gift she could ever have given me because it was the awareness and awareness is your starting point when you become aware and you start to look at things and place yourself as an observer just looking at it because when you place yourself as the observer you're now not connected into the heat of everything so when there's a trigger you know that there's something there. I always say, I call it heat. There's heat. There's like something like is making you go crazy, right? That heat means that there's something within you that is not in alignment. And that is a beautiful sign. It is like a beacon. It's like that neon board saying, look at me, look at me, I'm here. And to be aware of that is the first step. And so I had that awareness and I started to reflect on it as an observer, because in it, you have all these emotions that go on. So if you put yourself outside and you look at it from a third party going, okay, well, what, what's she feeling over there? And what, where's it coming from? And what's she talking about? All of a sudden, those awarenesses turn into new it breaks your belief systems. It breaks those limiting decisions that you have. It breaks, it starts to make you aware of maybe whose voice is that within you saying that. Sometimes I became attuned to, oh, that's my mom's voice saying that. That's not my belief. That's her belief that I've grabbed on. And so that awareness starts the ball rolling. And as you become more aware, you're able to look at things and open up yourself 
And in so you're directly opening up your heart. Your heart's been closed off by all these limiting decisions. It's been closed off by all these beliefs. Oh, if this is going to happen, it's going to hurt me. So I'm not going to do anything. But as you start getting those cracks and your heart starts talking, there's a whole new world that comes up. And what I started to discover as I started that awareness is it led me to so many different new beliefs and new questionings. And that's all it takes. It takes just to question with curiosity and all. And to look at somebody else and go, oh, they have that belief. Hmm. Okay, I didn't think of it that way. Rather than, oh, well, I got to tell them what I think, right? If you just sit back as that observer and start to look at what's happening, you start to recognize so much about yourself. When I started to do that, my head was in high gear all the time. I mean, we're learn, we learn that from very early on. Compete, get the marks. It's all about how smart you are, right? Another little tidbit of information came to me. And that was that there is more intelligence in your heart than in your brain. Your brain controls your body. It controls your bodily functions. It's in charge of your physical being. But your heart, it has everything. And it came to me with a bit of information where I was reading something and they had done heart transplants. And the person who, who was the recipient, all of a sudden had all of the characteristics of the donor. And it was particularly evident in a young boy who got a heart from someone who was a very avid musician, played the guitar. This young boy had never touched an instrument whatsoever. And after he had the heart transplant and went on through recovery, picked up a guitar and could play it like that. They found out that the donor was that excellent musician. When you see that kind of science that kind of supports some of the some of the things we already knew but we didn't want to look at, our science is changing. And so that whole idea of get into your heart because oh my gosh, it has so much more intelligence. It has so much more to offer you in the way that is aligned with you. And that started to unravel when I started to break the beliefs, when I started to understand the power that actually stood within me. All of the, I'm not good enough, I'm not lovable, all of that really showed itself as illusions of my mind. Mm -hmm. And I started to understand that, oh, that's up here. Okay, if I go down here, what is it telling me? And I started playing with that. And now I have to preface this by telling you, this is someone who was not connected to her body at all. It was like, <laughs> yeah, it gets me from point A to point B. I have no respect for it. Away you go. Mm -hmm. And that really changed. Just understanding the intelligence that it had. It was like, oh, yes, thank you now. I'm, I'm intrigued. Do you recall the first or one of the first times that that happened like where you were like 
oh, like that awareness of what you used to do and what you're doing now and the difference between, right? So I, I can do it now. I can go, yeah, and before I used to do this and now I do this, but there was a pivotal moment where I was like, holy fuck, I'm doing this now. Yeah. So tell me about that experience because I have a feeling it's going to be a good one. It, it was, it was a, a very um, unconscious connection to the physical body for a long time. I also had a recollection, and I'll, I'll tell it to you. Um, I always go out of my body and I never knew, I, I didn't understand what that meant, right? And it happened at, I was training NLP and we were doing um, one of the Tony Robbins, you know, cut the board in half with, you know, just your hand. And there was so much fear around not being able to do it that I was like frozen. And when I got up to, it was my turn to, to chop the board. I actually stopped because I was in complete fear and my fear mechanism is I freeze. So I was like frozen and I actually saw myself in the corner. And that was the first time that I actually connected this idea that I leave my body. And it's like, what are you doing up there? I need you down here, like help me here, you know? <laughs> and I was like tucked in the corner going, I don't want to do this. Like just, and it was the weirdest experience. It was like, okay, first of all, why am I seeing myself in the corner? Um, and how am I seeing myself in the corner? But it was this awareness that came to me that, oh no, I'm not in my body. I don't even, yeah, I guess I'm breathing, but I don't even know I'm breathing and I, I'm not like, mm. and that really got me to start to understand what grounding is all about. Mm. And as I started to learn how to ground, that was a foreign concept at the beginning. People would say, oh yeah, you're not grounded. It's like, what the hell does that mean? I'm a fear yeah. here. <laughs> I don't know what, I don't get it. Um, but I practiced and for a long time, I didn't know what it felt like, but I just had this feeling that, okay, I just need to keep doing this. And as I did that, now, when I ground, I'm more solid than a tree. I can feel the energy flowing through my body. I can understand that. And that started the awakening of, oh my gosh, it's my body that is doing this. It's, I, I need this, I need this vehicle. I, I, I need this body to, to be able to channel that and to do that and, and to be happy and to feel and to, oh my gosh, this is a wonderful thing. And so it didn't, there were certain pivotal points, but it was a slow and resistant process to me. It also came when I understood that there was not just, there was so much more to us than just what we see. And in my soul therapy work, learning that there are many, many bodies, we work on five. We work on the physical, the emotional, the mental, the spiritual and the soul body and understanding that these are all part of you. But, you know, when you're in your mental body, just a word, you're in your mind. Mm -hmm. When you're in your emotional body, you're in all of the emotions that, that are around you. Understanding that and understanding the importance of all of these bodies that come together as a whole 
as an integral part of you, that really woke me up to then really understanding how there's so much more. And through this process, I tested out so many things and I played these little games and my intuition, call it higher self, intuition, what God, universe, whatever you want to use the word for, that never let me down. And when I started to believe in that, test it, see the results, it was like, okay, yeah, there it is again. Yeah, there it is again. Yeah, there it is again. And slowly what that brought me back into me, not outside, not the validation that I needed from the world, but understanding how strong we are, how the power sits within you. It doesn't sit outside of you. You're not looking for anybody else. You're not looking for your dog, your cat, your kids, your, your husband, like nobody. It's there. And that opened up a whole bunch of new doors for me and also redefined a lot of words for me. The word love was one that I was always tied to the hallmark. Oh, love, romance, all of that kind of stuff. I'm in such a different place now with the word love being such a deep, beautiful connection, inner peace, inner glow it's just total connection total safety total trust um which i would not have ever dreamt of before cj i thank you for that i i really felt like i was with you through that experience and personally having lived uh disconnected from i used to call it the meat suit that carries my brain around um now, of course, is it, it is a integral woven in aspect of my being. And prior to that, um, I had my vision was that my higher self intuition, whatever, uh, trapped inside a little cinder block room, no light, no door, no window, nothing. And that part of me is where all the feelings were. And so I probably I spent about 15, maybe 17 years um, not having feelings much beyond uh, rage was the, the only one I felt like I could really tap into. And um, you said something and I was like, boom. I mean, I, I, I said, I know that, but I just, I want everybody else to hear it again, that if you want to feel happy, the, that feeling is in your body. And if you are not attached to your body, you can't feel that. <laughs> now, you know, with that comes all the other ones, all the feelings, which are all valid, warranted, important. Um, they are signs, they are signals, they are information, they are neon lights, they are all those things. But I think what is such an integral piece is the reconnection of self, all the bodies, five, 10, however many there may be, but doing that work to reintegrate all of the aspects of yourself. And it sounds big and sure it is. And at the same time, it is very simple and it can start in very small ways. Um, noticing, just noticing what's here and not here, what feels right, what doesn't. What, and I'm just so grateful that you, your experience is, as you laid it out is 
beautiful and it touches on all of those aspects, the simplicity and the complexity of being a being. And, um, and I also love that, that you highlighted the experience of love as a, as a space, as a, as a way of being and seeing that it isn't a thing you achieve and go out and get, and nobody can give it to you. Um, and so thank you. Thank you for that. I'd feel just a deeper connection than before this conversation, which I think is pretty awesome. And I, I know that those are extremely poignant points that you brought up about what it means to truly listen and take action in the direction of your intuition, knowing that and, and trusting yourself in the process. Fucking brilliant. Thank so you. with pleasure, emotions, I always, my reframe on emotions was that they're just data. That's all they are. They're just data and they're telling you something and we need to feel them and emotions are energy emotion. So you need to feel it and let it go. If you feel it and then tighten up and keep it in, you're going to keep feeling it. So just feel it and let it go. Um, so that helped me immensely get through the emotions that do come up because that is our telltale sign that that's something we need to be looking at and that won't go away. Um, and as you discuss the embodiment um, and the integrity of coming together with all the bodies, um, two very quick comments. I found that my own personal experience has had four stages to an embodiment. It started with your awareness. And as you start with the awareness, you start then noticing in your life. So first it's like, oh, that's something different that I didn't think of before. Then you start to actually keep picking it out. Oh, it's there and it's there and it's there and it's there. Then you start to change that. When you recognize it, you go, no, I don't wanna be doing that pattern anymore. I'm going to, that. no, we're just gonna stop that or we're gonna redirect it or we're gonna sing a happy tune every time we wanna do a particular thing. The last, that stage starts to shift you and it becomes a very conceptual idea. If you're all in your head, there comes a point where you do it and it lands in your body and that pattern has shifted. That's embodiment. And I always go back to Shrek's beautiful comment to Donkey about ogres like an onion, we have many layers and we are no different. And just because you landed and are now embodying something different, there's always another layer. I am so grateful for you. Thank you so much for this beautiful conversation and um, your vision and the way that you share what you see it really, it speaks to me just to mix all the ways in which we receive information. Um, so Beautiful. I will absolutely make it possible for the listeners to connect with you. 
um, there will be links. There's always links. There's show notes, there's links, and they will all be there. Um, is there anything that you'd like to share with the listeners about what you have, what you're working through, what you have available, um, what it might be like to chit chat with you? My, um, my work, as I said, is my calling. I really am here to help humanity, women especially, because I don't have a male brain, so I cannot even go there. So I work with women, although I have broken the mold and worked with men periodically, um, but I work with women. And um, I would encourage everybody to start with, I offer an intro to soul therapy. It's a three hour workshop, $40. I do them on Zoom and I do them in person. And I offer them at different times. This three hours can be life-changing. And it's something that you can do over and over again. It's a taste of what soul therapy is like, but you learn so much about yourself in three hours. So for those who are ready and open, it's a beautiful way to just experiment and to see what comes out of it. And I have had women whose lives have been changed by those three hours, um, but it can also feed into like longer programs and more work. And it depends on the level that you want to go to. But I encourage everybody to do that one because it's such, it's just a little bit of your time. It's a commitment that is really not a very big one. But if you're ready, whoa, it's fun and gentle and absolutely amazingly beautiful. Awesome. It sounds fabulous. I will definitely be checking it out. Oh, before we go, you have probably given us, I'm going to say about 40 tweetable quotes, I'll call them. Um, definitely nuggets of wisdom that I'm going to be pulling out once I go through this again. But is there anything that you would like to leave the listeners with uh, before we go? The one quote that I always use that popped into my head right now that I think listeners need to hear is there is no love without self-love. Thank you. Thank you, my friend, for being here today and for sharing your light and your wisdom and your awesomeness. Uh, and thank you to all the listeners for tuning in. I look forward to seeing you again next week. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the show. Join Dion again next week to learn more about what you can do to go from hot mess to awesomeness. <laughs>